0: Good day. This is Joe McHugh, independent candidate for President of the United States, Marine veteran, entrepreneur with a background in finance and economics. And today we're going to talk about what I believe is one of the solutions. There are two solutions in particular uh, to addressing and to, I guess, let's call it uh, ameliorating, making better um, the most of the problems uh, or the symptoms that we see rather to, to to the two problems that we have in America today. And The one that we're going to talk about today is that our laws are not clear, objective, and easily understood as they were intended to be. And that they're instead hidden behind classifications uh, that uh, are designed to limit the public's access to information and therefore limit the public's ability to supervise our own government. So, I'm, I'm broadcasting today from southern middle Tennessee, and I'm camping out at a place called Cumberland Caverns. And uh, I was here last night, built a great campfire. Um, I had a hot dog, and there are a number of, i uh, say, four hot dogs, some Velveeta cheese, and uh, some ketchup wrapped into a, um, what do you call it, a, a wrap instead of a hot dog bun. I couldn't find the buns. And then, of course, I made some s'mores. Love the fire. Got up this morning, decided to go for a run. There were uh, two different trails marked out. One was about two and a half miles. The other one was five point two. I opted for the longer run, and uh, it turned into a bit longer of a run than I had anticipated. I, you know, I, I'm a decent athlete, and I would have expected that five mile trail run would have taken me just under an hour, but about a ten minute or better pace, and instead it turned into a three hour tour of the mountainside that we are uh, camped camped into and so you know i it got to about let's call it an hour and a half before i realized that uh these trails are not very clearly marked and that there were a number of different colors being used to mark the trails and there are different symbols as well there was a white rectangle there's a uh, a white uh, circle with an arrow. There were um, red, red dots, white dots, blue, uh, blue ribbons, in uh, just all sorts of different markers, and none of it really seemed to make sense after a while. And I realized that I was out there, and it's very possible that I was potentially even doubling back on some of these trails. Uh, maybe even running in circles in some points. And then I got to the point where the trail that I thought I was following was uh, barely barely noticeable as a trail whatsoever. It just, you know, I I was looking around. There were trees falling. The trail had not been maintained in a very, very long time. And it got to the point where, let's call it about an hour and a half in, where I was... uh, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty well sweat through. It's in the 90s down here in Tennessee. And I didn't bring any water. I didn't bring a compass. I didn't bring a knife. I didn't really bring anything with me because I was going for a trail run on what I thought to be was a clearly marked trail that turned out to be not. So I got lucky. And about two hours in, as I'm walking, um, I came to a fork in the road. And there were a number of ways to go. And uh there were four different options. The option the route that I came from, which appeared to be the only option that uh that actually had any markers on it. I went down one of the roads, two two of the roads didn't actually the the other three options, none of none of which had any clear identifiable markers. One route in particular had horse hooves. And so I opted for that. But before I got there and before I made that decision, I did start to double back to see if that's something that I really wanted to do. And while I was walking back, I realized that doubling back is not really something I want to do. There were so many so many forks in the road and the trail, that, and the trail had gone cold so many times, I don't know that I really could double back. So at that point, I'm looking around just to kind of gain my bearings and decide what I wanted to do, and I saw a water bottle, uh, an empty plastic water bottle just kind of sitting there, and I never thought that I would have been so excited and so pleased to see trash in public, but I was, because at this particular moment, I thought maybe there's some water in it. And there was just a couple of drops, and yes, I did drink it. And because I was, I was, I was starting to feel it. I was getting tired and I was dehydrated. I didn't have any food and there didn't appear to be any water. So I was just going to go for it. Then I looked around and I saw a little creek and the creek was flowing. It was clean. It appeared to be clean and it wasn't silt, uh, you know, silty or muddy or, so I I ended up uh, more or less dumping water all over me to kind of refresh the body and drinking a bunch of water, uh, taking taking my chance because I figured that uh, at this rate there's no telling how long I was going to be in the woods. And while I was down there, I thought to myself, "Gee, these trails really are poorly marked." And then you know, leave it to me because that's that's what I do. I I start to make a correlation to the government and. And I thought to myself, you know, these clear these trails should be void for vagueness, and that if they were if they were better defined, it would be easier to find my way from point A to point B. Now, in the U.S. government in 1926, there was there was a constitutional rule. Justice Sutherland, who was a University of Michigan graduate, earned his uh, uh, you know, study for him passed the bar, earned his bar, and moved to Utah. He is credited, or he he made the ruling that uh, the determination that later became a constitutional rule that any law that is not clear, objective, and easily understood is void for vagueness, and that used to be the the rule of the or the law of the land, and and um, at least since 1992, potentially before then, with the fairness doctrine repeal in 87 and the establishment of the FISA courts in 78. Uh, but the 92 ruling was was when the Roe v. Wade was overturned in place of the Planned Parenthood versus Casey ruling that, that replaced a clear, objective, and easily understood law with a very subjective law that is very difficult to understand. Trimester framework was replaced with uh, a fetal viability model, which varies depending on where you are, what sort of technology is available. There's simply no easy way to determine whether or not a fetus is viable outside the womb. And so that's why that law in 92 should have been ruled as unconstitutional, but instead that set the precedent for the 2001 Patriot Act and enabled subjectivity in the law across the land. And that is where we currently find ourselves lost. We are lost. America is lost. And we are lost because our laws are so complex and so convoluted and so difficult to understand. And there are so many of them that it is impossible, nearly impossible, to find your way from point A to point B. And so if we are to restore liberty in America, not just for, you know, white America, but But to give liberty to all Americans equally as what is supposed to be in our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution, which we have not done since the founding of our nation, if we are to ensure that all people are treated equally under the law in accordance with our Declaration, which which states very clearly that all men—and today I believe that the proper reading is all people—are created equal and endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness— and if we, if we are to apply that evenly across the board, then we need to make sure that our laws are easily understood so that we are able to comply with the law and maintain our right to due process, which is originally what that void for vagueness law was all about. That any law that was not easily understood violates our Fifth Amendment right to due process uh, because it could end up in, in, a, in an entrapment. So uh, we the, specifically we have a right to know what laws there are, and and what is what is legal and what is not, and and for the stuff that's not legal, then uh, we need to know what is punishable, uh, and, and to what extent, and that is the determination of. Of whether or not of the reason why it's important to have a law that is clear, objectively, and easily and clear, objective, and easily understood. And so, what I would like to do as president, with your support, is to pass a constitutional amendment called the Void for Vagueness Amendment that requires that all laws are clear, objective, easily understood, and preferably uh, generally equal and certain as well, because that would eliminate a lot of the special interest uh, groups. Uh, But it's important to also note that if if laws are clear, objective, and easily understood, that objectivity is relative. Objectivity is relative according to verifiable truth. And where you have a government that is hidden behind classification, where you have a media that is controlled by six corporations, all of which are controlled by the Federal Federal Reserve, and where you have an Internet that is controlled in in terms of tier one access through just three corporations, AT&T, Verizon and Sprint, then it's very clear that we do not have objective truth, that it's very easy to control what you see and hear on the airwaves. And I think that you would agree that on more than one occasion, everyone on the airwaves repeated the same thing in the aftermath of 2001 with the Patriot Act, and there are other times as well, and everyone's just repeating the same thing where there does not appear to be objective, verifiable proof. Of what they were talking about, so so in order to in order to get our, to to restore liberty in America for all Americans uh, it's important that we not only pass this amendment but include in the amendment that that mandates open source government in other words, we have a right as people to know what what uh you know what source code is driving the software in our phones, in our computers, in our government. Uh, we have a right to know these things. We have a right to know how our politicians make money because how they make money ultimately is going to determine um, how uh, you know whether or not they're on the take and, and for passing laws. Uh, I think that if we were to mandate that all politicians – have an open source bank account so that it's publicly reviewable at all times, you would find that our politicians are more accountable to the people as opposed to the, to the people who are trying to buy them and, and get something in return. Um, and so that's that's essentially it. And if we were to do that, then we would have a government that is truly by, for, and of the people. And, and if we don't, well, let's just say that if we don't do that, We will continue to be lost, and you, like the rest of America and me, might just end up next to a small creek in southern middle Tennessee, drinking out of a plastic water bottle that was cast aside from a stream, hoping that you're going to find your way back at some point. This is Joe McHugh, and I believe that we need to restore liberty in America, and we do so by declassifying and open sourcing the government with one exception, and that is military matters under open declaration of war, and that is it. Open source government, declassify everything. We have a right to know what's going on, and we have a right to ensure that our laws are clear, objective, and easily understood so that every American knows what laws we are subject to and what the punishment is thereof for violation of those laws. Thank you for your support. Go to libertystrikesback.com for more information, and I'll come at you Uh, soon enough to talk about the solution number two. And the secondary solution, I'll give you a hint about what it is. It's important that we own our money because the golden rule, there are two golden rules. First one is treat everyone as you expect to be treated. But the second one is whoever has the gold owns the rules. And right now the Federal Reserve has the gold and therefore they're making the rules. Joe McKee with Liberty Strikes Back. Appreciate your support. Please like, share, subscribe, and uh share this with your friends. Talk to you soon.